Hi, I'm Morton Patterson, and welcome to the Unleash Your Value podcast. Do you remember when you were learning to read? And to do so, you needed to know your alphabet. Well, for this episode, I've decided to do something different. And this is using the alphabet, the A to Z, to explain for each letter how they relate to knowing your value. So this, this episode is called the A to Z of knowing your value. Starting with A, A is for attention. Pay attention and listen to the needs and problems of your customers. As you pay attention and listen actively, there lies the answers to many of your questions. B is for budget. Before you sit down to draft a proposal, really ensure that you're clear about their budget. And at times it can be uncomfortable asking, do you have a budget for this or what is your budget range? Quite often they will say, we don't have a budget for this. I would suggest that you could ask, what is the range that we could probably work within? so that I can save myself time and I can save you time so that we know we're working within a certain bracket. If you push this very delicately, but actually quite assertively, they may be willing to give you a range as opposed to just giving you a clear budget. C is for confidence. You have to be confident and show confidence by believing in yourself and what you have to offer. So when you turn up and you ask questions and you speak with an air of confidence of what you're doing or how you could help them, you have to sound the confidence because nobody believes or is confident in you helping them to achieve the results they want if you lack and look as if you don't have much confidence. D is for demonstrate. Be able to evidence the value of your work through testimonials, and it could be um, recommendations on LinkedIn, case studies. Be able to demonstrate the measurable results that you have achieved with clients. That, I think, is that when you're having a conversation, you could often quote and say something similar to what you have had, I did with XYZ client, and this is the result that they achieved while working with us. E is for experience. If you can give your client a positive experience when they engage with you, I feel it will stand you apart from your competition. Because at the end of the day, we don't remember the fee, remember the experience. I had to go to um, Apple to have my laptop fixed recently. And... From the moment I entered the store, the experience was completely comfortable and rewarding. What kind of experience are you giving your customers? E is for experience. F is for fees, pricing. Um, the fee you charge should be based on the value to your client and not what you think they can afford. Quite often it takes experience and a strong sense of self-belief in the quality of your work to be able to charge a fee that is reflective of the value that the client 
will achieve what the client wants. The issue is that quite often to secure the business, business owners tend to undercharge and they say 80% of the time we ask for a fee much lower than you should. I recall a couple of years ago, several years ago, I wanted to have my garden cleared and a workman came in and um, the fee he charged was much less than I expected to pay. And that, I think, was based around what he was comfortable asking for. But in actual fact, as a client or a customer at that time, I was prepared to pay much more. G is for goals. Set clear goals and agree objectives with your clients. It may be, for instance, it should be really, really clear and specific. We want to improve staff retention by this or we need to increase our fees or our profitability by 10%, 15%, whatever. The thing is that objectives need to be specific and broken down into clear, I call these critical success factor tasks, so that you are both clear, everyone is clear on the steps that's required. So set clear goals and agree objectives with your clients. H, hourly pay. Being paid by the hour focuses on the time that you're spending and the output and not on the value of what is being delivered. Therefore, the time is spent documenting your time or exactly what you've been doing, whereas the focus should be on getting the client to think about how much better off they will be at the end. When you're thinking of an hourly rate, the client is checking to see if you've done the work in relation to that hourly time. You're taking all of the risk because you have to justify your time. You have to document your time. Hourly pay is a traditional way, a historic way, in which we charge for the work we do. But it is actually not in your interest as the provider to be charging by the hour because you're not focusing on how much better off that client will be after you've done the work. You're focusing on how long it will take you to deliver and you're focusing on making sure that you maximize that time or adding on more time to make sure that you get the extra half an hour or the extra two hours so that you could generate a certain profit. I is for identity. Having a clear identity is good for you in your business so that it, it actually represents your mission, your values, and what the business stands for. It gives your customers a degree, a degree of clarity of what you represent. So I think they should know, we know what the brand identity is of Apple. We know what the brand identity is of Harrods or Waitrose. So having a clear identity in knowing your value is really good for you and your business. Jay, join. I call this working together, collaborating. And I think this should start from the beginning of the engagement. If you sit down and jointly discuss the issues, the challenges, and the risks with your prospective client, 
And as you listen and ask questions, you are actually joining together to create the solutions that will make out the result in a way that they want it. But the first thing is that it's important to work together with your client so that you're really understanding the risks, the challenges, and engaging them to such a level that when you're actually submitting the proposal, because you have joined together, because you've collaborated, it's much more of a foregone conclusion because you've thought about the solutions together. K is for knowing your value. And I see this as believing in yourself and being clear on the difference that your service makes to your client's end results, the value of your intervention, and most importantly, being able to confidently communicate what this value is. Knowing your value, in my mind, is having a strong sense of self-esteem and equally being able to clearly say, this is how we made a difference to X. This is how we made a difference to this client. That is knowing your values, believing in yourself, having a strong sense of self-esteem and being able to communicate the value that you've made, you've, you've provided. L, listen. One of my favorites. And I say here, listen more than you speak. That is the secret. Be patient and allow the pause in the conversation. Allowing the client to speak and not rushing in with your solutions. Because it is in the listening that you will hear what has not been said. Too often, we're too keen to jump in, put in our suggestions, not be patient. There's so much to be learned by allowing the client to speak and just intently listening to what they're talking about. M is for money. Money is the exchange for your value. And if you have any discomfort talking about money or asking for money, quite often it's because you have beliefs about money and what it means. And this quite often stems back to your childhood and is impacts the, the discomfort that maybe you might have in talking to a client about raising your fees, might talking to a client about just discussing your fees, might be talking to a client about why you don't want to offer a discount, or it might be why you're just doing things for free. This is why um, many practitioners whom, although they're extremely talented, cannot charge for their services. And this is because of their money beliefs. The, the task I would suggest is to be comfortable for being paid well and being comfortable asking for money. N is for nothing. Nothing happens unless you ask for the business. You can have the best conversation, but unless you're ready to go ahead and say, are you ready to go ahead with this? How would you like to pay? Unless you are prepared to ask those closing questions, all you're having is a, a friendly conversation. So nothing happens unless you ask for the business. O is for options. 
In your proposal, I always suggest that you present options of increasing value. Because if you only give one option in an estimate or a proposal, there is either a yes or a no choice for the client. And therefore, you're minimizing your chances because it has to be within the budget that they, they've decided in their mind. Several years ago, I asked a videographer to come along and give me a quote to fill my workshops. He provided an estimate with a price, only one price. And therefore, all that was left for me to do was to decide whether it was a yes or no. Had he provided a series of options, then I could say, okay, um, this is what I prefer or you know, I prefer something else. So it really is useful to present a series of options. P is for packaging. Instead of having a list of services, sit and think about how you can give potential clients the experience and the service that they can afford relative to their budget and greater profit for you. Airlines, as you can see, um, do this as standard. That is why we have economy, premium economy, business class, and first class. And as you upgrade in the package that you have selected, the experience is different. So if you want to give your clients a different experience in relation to the service that they're going to receive, and in actual fact, earn more money, create packages for your services. One of my favorites is cues for questions. Be able to develop the skill to ask questions is one of the key ways in which you will build, build value-based relationships because you then understand more about the client's needs. In asking the questions about what are their challenges, what do they want their future to look like, what is it worth to them to achieve the goal that they've asked you to come and to help them to achieve? What does the future look like? What would be the risk if they didn't achieve that goal? Ask and then ask some more because that is the most important thing you should be doing. It shouldn't be telling, it should be asking. And they say the only silly question is the one you never asked. R is for results. Clear, measurable results are what counts to clients. They don't care about your framework. They don't care about your tools. They don't care about the methodology. Ultimately is, will I be able to do what I want to do, what I've envisaged to do, what I've always wanted to achieve? Will I be able to wear that dress? Will I be able to speak in front of this crowd? Will I be able to manage these meetings? The results is what they pay for, not the time that you've been there, or the quality of the tools that you're using or how the latest methodology, the client never cares. S is for selling. Everything comes down to being able to make a sale. And you need to get you need to get comfortable with the thought and the practice of selling your services and developing good selling conversations, which means that you're not the snake oil salesman but you're actually the value salesperson, the person who's there looking out for the best interest of your client so that 
um, they are actually selling it to you and you both come out winning. Because quite often they've made a decision long before you have either made your sales pitch or during your sales pitch. So develop good selling conversation skills. Testimonials. I say ask for testimonials during the time of working as opposed to the end. Make it easy for them, though. Provide a template which highlights the challenges that they were facing before you came along. Highlighting the specific results that you have helped them to achieve. And more importantly, what would have been the impact to their business or to their lives if they had chosen not to work with you? Testimonials are a great way either in writing or in video, which video is much better because you can see the person giving the testimonial. But one of the best ways is to write out and structure, not the content, but the structure of the testimonial. U is for undercharging. Many small businesses undercharge for their services because they're afraid to lose the business. And they do not charge a fee that is reflective of the results, but more to the point of what they think the client can afford. I have had several instances where I've made a premature decision, um, either to go into low or to offer a discount um, because I think or I had made up a mind or created a story of what I thought that client could afford. Too often and frequently, small business owners undercharge for their business. And that is because they are unable to really know and articulate um, the value that they've provided, the massive difference that, of their intervention, the impact of their intervention. So you only undercharge when you really haven't taken time to develop your self-esteem, develop your experience and awareness of the difference that you're making. And so undercharging actually affects your self-esteem, your sense of self-worth, and doesn't actually do you much good in terms of being able to develop the business and to build an amazing reputation. V is for value. And I'll put that down as the difference your product or service makes and you being able to clearly identify, clearly communicate, clearly manage that value or manage the client through the value that they're, they're receiving it comes in different forms and it means different things to different people. And that is why during the initial discussion, one of the key questions you could ask, what is the value of you achieving this result? Or what is this worth to you? And listening to their answer. W, wild goose chase. That is the typical scenario where you might meet someone briefly and they say, send me a proposal. I'd like to suggest that you don't send that proposal unless you are clear on what it is specifically they want. You're clear on the risks. You have some indication of budget and you also understand what the value of the intervention will be to them. Sending you a proposal without them giving you the time to give you any answers to that is for all intents and purposes, a wild goose chase. X, 
I'm going to cheat here and say exceed expectations by keeping promises, responding to emails and at promptly in a good time, over deliver on the promise so that you can keep exceeding their expectations way beyond what they were they were looking to achieve to receive and you know to do that quite often it just takes the time to listen to what is important to the client to your existing client to your prospective customers and doing beyond above and beyond what they were thinking that you were going to give to them why is for you a key question to ask during meetings is why me why us what is it that makes or to ask yourself what is it that makes you different that is allowing them to consider you is it your expertise is it your track record do you know why you last but not least is zed for zigzag zag when all of your competitors are zigging and that is by being creative. That is by looking to give your clients an exceptional experience. That is by exceeding their expectations. That could be by using the technology to make sure that you're more automated than your competitors. That might just be by listening and taking the time to connect with them on a deeper level. Um, phoning instead of sending gifts. Zag when all of your competitors are zigging. This is by no means comprehensive, but I just wanted to give an insight into the A to Z of knowing your value. And if you choose one or a couple of these to focus on, or why you, what makes the experience different, learning and getting through the discomfort of just talking about money, you know, charging fees that's reflective of the value. Not undercharging more, but recognizing where you're undercharging. Asking the right questions and listening. Listen, listen, listen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unleash Your Value podcast. If you're enjoying these, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. If you could tell a friend, that would be amazing. You can also find out about my value programs by joining my mailing list on www.mortonpatterson.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Thank you.